Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Quorum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Today, I'm joined by my friend, Dr. Peter Haberl. Peter is a senior sports psychologist for the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee. In this episode, we discuss how social media is a thief that steals our attention and how it impacts mental health. Peter also provides us with practical advice for families and individuals who want to regain control of their attention. So now it's time to lean in and learn from the best. Peter, what are your thoughts on social media, how it impacts our attention, and also its impact on mental health? I'll start with with an example. Well, it sort of really sort of hit home for me. This was in 2012 at the Olympic Games in London, where an Australian swimmer by the name of Emily Seaboom, in tears after the Olympic final, talked about her mind, basically. And she said that she didn't get out of social media early enough. So that had me curious. So I, you know, sort of looked up the interview and followed this a little bit. And, and Emily had the fastest prelim time in her respective discipline. And I don't remember what, what the particular event was, maybe 100 meters, I uh, forgot. But she said, had the fastest time, right? Then everybody on social media was congratulating her, basically telling her that she'd already won a gold medal. But the final hadn't been swum yet. So when you get this barrage of, of messages that you already won it, you feel pretty good about yourself. That's, that's very pleasant. But that's an illusion the mind created because the moment then she stepped on the starting block, a different emotion appeared. The emotion that appeared was was nervousness because all of a sudden there is this realization that you actually haven't won anything yet. And then that nervousness, my interpretation, my hypothesis, uh, impacted her ability to be present. So social media here became a thief of attention. And I use this metaphor of, of, you know, the mind as a thought, the emotion producing factory, right? That comes with a built-in thief. And the thief is still something that's very precious for my athletes. Again, when I ask the question, what does a thief steal? Most athletes will say confidence. But what a thief actually steals is, is attention, our ability to be present. What social media does and the way it was designed, it's designed to capture our attention trap us really in in the device, right? Mm -hmm. Um, People who designed these tools, very smart people, skilled people, but their job really is is, is to to steal our attention. And and then that can become addictive. And then you had the question of, you know, what is it, what, what's its impact on mental health? And I think there are plenty of studies out there that show that perhaps the impact is negative, particularly for, for teenagers or for females. Because it, it sort of presents a road of illusion. I'm come, coming back, actually, come, let me come back to the Emily Seaboom example, mm-hmm. right? When you portray yourself on social media, you always portray yourself in a positive light. No one really tweets, hey, having a hard time today, really struggling. That's not really how, how we use social media, that's not how someone uses Instagram. But the reality is sometimes you're going to be struggling, yeah. right? That's just part of human existence sort of create a fictional world that doesn't exist. And that fictional world clashes into our own reality. And it's easy to think, well, that person's life is so much better than mine. My life really sucks. And I get stuck in a downward spiral quickly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So again, can I be 
aware of the traps being set and that social media sort of sets me up for that trap. And with that awareness, can I perhaps limit my exposure to that environment? If you are someone that's pushing to be your best at work, at home, or in your family life, then I invite you to sign up for my weekly newsletter, Adaptation. In this newsletter, I curate actionable information and resources for high performers just like you. You can sign up now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to www.ericcorum.com. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I think it's a double-edged sword. It really is. It's like there's some really good things that can happen on their community. I've met some wonderful people, like really wonderful people through social media. But I don't want it to steal my attention when I want it on my family, when I want it. Um, and so putting parameters. Actually, I did some research for a podcast on productivity and workspace environments. And I found a paper that demonstrated that just having your phone even turned over within the visual field reduces your output because there's this constant temptation to check it, to do this, to that. So now I take my phone and I put it on the ground or cover it up or take it out of the room because I, you know, it's just, I, yeah, I don't even want to look at the time. You know, if I'm doing a 90 minute focused sprint, I want my focus to be there. If my kids want my attention and I want to give that attention, this is where all these things that we've talked about around attention is the currency of performance. How do we train our minds to be aware of where our mind is at? I think if you train those things and you're aware and you value other people, then I think you can, with some accountability, you can use the tool for the tool, but the tool doesn't own you. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. I, I love your metaphor of the double-edged sword, right? So, so, so I think you're spot on, right? There's some really good things, obviously, that come with, with the, the, the technology, with social media. And then then the example you give of turning the phone over and kind of putting it away, you know, this is what we refer to as stimulus control. So by, by pulling the phone away, you cut down on the danger of being automatically sucked into that stimulus, right? And that way, you sort of take control again. To a certain extent, I think this should be part of our education, right? That we that we learn to actively take charge of our attention and that we take steps to prevent our attention from being hijacked. And again, that can be as simple as turn the phone over or turn the phone off. How did you teach your children about this? I think it's an ongoing, ongoing conversation, right? Um, but I think one thing that part of the conversation is, is to highlight is how much fun it is to actually be present and focused on something, right? And then, for example, meal times, right? Do we have the phones at the table? And ideally, we don't want the phones at the table because then we can focus just on ourselves and be present. Uh, and the same with, 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 you know, when it comes time to do your homework or study, right? Just notice how much more focused you are when you don't have that constant distraction or notification or whatever, right? So, so do turn off your notifications when you're trying to do focused work. So wonderful. I think that putting these practices in our lives that we've talked about over a series of podcasts will enable us to be more focused on the things that matter most, drawing back to our values, 
you know, because you can really put your focus on the things that you value and not get hijacked. I think it's a wonderful way of looking at it. And it may not be social media for one person. It may be something totally different. You know, social media is just super easy to get sucked into. But it is this, we are in a world that's grabbing at our attention. And do we have the capability to say, no, I'm going to put my focus here because this is what I care about and what I value. And hopefully you value other people and yourself, you know, getting, sometimes it's nice to be alone with your thoughts and just to sit with them. So once again, Peter, wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for your wisdom. And I just want to let you know, I appreciate you as a friend. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eric, for having me again. Always a pleasure. If you found today's podcast insightful, please consider sharing this episode with a friend that may be struggling with social media or they want to help their family or kids deal with this situation better. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.